Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites, which we will do in the esteemed company of Michael O'Sullivan, the founder of Unio Wealth Managers and author of the book The Leveling What's Next for Globalization. Good morning, Mike. Thank you, Joe. Good morning to you. Now, Mike, can I start with Joe Brennan in the Irish Times? He's talking about Barclays considering moving out of Dublin. So this is it's a slightly worrying story given the news on Accenture. Uh, and let me just put put it in context. So Joe Brennan is talking about uh, Barclays Europe, which is the, the unit of Barclays that deals with its European business, potentially moving its uh, HQ from Dublin uh, to Paris. Uh, Barclays employs about 300 people in Dublin. And according to the story, not uh, many of those will be affected by the um, uh, by, by the move of, of of HQ, and I think there's a couple of things behind this. Uh, one is that cities like Paris and Amsterdam uh, are becoming uh, financial powerhouses in their own right in terms of trading derivatives, uh, corporate finance activity in the post-Brexit uh, era. And also, um, given the perception uh, across many countries in Europe that Ireland is a low-tax destination, what the bigger countries like France and Germany are doing is using state uh, aid to attract um, particularly American companies into, into Europe. So one example is Intel, uh, where the German government, I think, have given about 6 billion euros in state aid to attract Intel to build a plant in Germany. Which could be in breach of EU state aid rules, but that's a completely different discussion. It goes to show you that um, uh, Paris especially is not taking um, this situation lying down. They're really, really competitive in luring companies to Paris. Macron has made a big difference in that department. That's absolutely true. So I I live, uh, as you know, uh, in Paris, spend my time between Paris and Dublin and Cork. Um, and the in the last maybe four or five years, in particular, the the private equity, the venture capital scene has has really exploded. It's very very uh, dynamic, and the French as well have attracted a lot of the big European investment banks, particularly in the area of corporate finance. Um, they've attracted people over from London. And then also in areas like derivatives, a lot of the people who actually work uh, in those units in the big banks are French, partly because of the uh, the education system in France is quite strong on math, and they've drawn a lot of those back. Um, and also the French have been um, uh, trying to attract uh, Tesla. Elon Musk has been here a couple of weeks ago with, with Macron. So uh, they're being very, very competitive. Now, can we move on to a TikTok story? Uh, Adrian Weckler in the Irish Independent reports uh, has a story about TikTok. So, Joe, uh, there is maybe two or three sub-elements to the story. Um, And I'll just read out one of the paragraphs from uh, Adrian's note, uh, where he says there's a long-standing investigation by the Irish Data Protection Commissioner uh, into TikTok's handling of children's data, and in particular, whether TikTok has done enough to make sure that under-13s cannot easily use it. So this investigation by the Irish Commissioner has been going on for some time. They've effectively had to hand their homework back to the European Data Protection uh, Board, who uh, often seek to correct the ruling of the Irish Commissioner. They They want the Irish Commissioner to be tougher, usually. There is a perception that the Irish Commissioner is not uh, tough enough, and we've seen that in the past with other judgments, on, uh, for example, on the likes of, uh, of Facebook. And I think the underlying story here, of course, is that uh, TikTok, which is founded and controlled out of China, 
um, has come under uh, enormous pressure, political pressure in the US and across Europe in, in different European countries. Uh, governments have banned the use, for example, of, uh, of TikTok uh, by civil servants, by, by politicians. So there is a, a broad suspicion of backla- backlash against TikTok uh, in particular. And I suspect that we will see that um, in the, the eventual uh, judgment by the Irish Data Pro- uh, Protection Commissioner uh, once they've embedded the, f- the feedback from the, the, the European board. Now let's move on to um, macroeconomic and central banking issues. Uh, Eamon Quinn in the Irish Examiner has a story about the UK economy. So Joe, Eamon Quinn noting uh, the rise in interest rates yesterday by the uh, the Bank of England. Um, uh, and I think... Um, you know, do you know one of the, uh, the the lead economic indicators we've looked at is the UK uh, economy, not just in terms of uh, what's happening with Brexit, what's happening in underlying policymaking. And the really interesting background story here is that uh, Ben Bernanke, who many people will know, well, as we'll the, all the know former, him from the crazy days, as the man who saved the world, uh, former uh, head of the Federal Reserve, uh, a noted academic. Uh, has been called in to effectively pass judgment over the forecasting process at the Bank of England because the the Bank of England uh, has very badly missed uh, the sudden rise in inflation. Recall that inflation in the UK was hitting 11% a couple of months ago. Food inflation was hitting close to 20%. So Ben Bernanke is going to investigate the, the forecasting process at the Bank of England, which one of the, the MPC uh, members recently said that our forecasting models work well in the past, but not so well in the future. And, and, and I think another famous wag famously said that e- economic forecasting is a little bit like alchemy. You know, that's how you know, quack, how much quackery goes on is what he said. And that's obviously extreme. But it is embarrassing that the Fed chair has to come in to kind of um, rule on the, the Bank of England's uh, judgments. Yeah, I think, and I think it was. It, it, I, I think it's somewhat ironic because ten years ago, Mervyn King, who's the former governor of the bank, uh, did the same for the Ricks Bank. To be fair to the Bank of England, their governance uh, process um, calls for such a measure, and I, and I think the European uh, Central Bank is equally uh, guilty of having missed the uh, the the outsized rise in inflation over the last couple of years. Uh, but their process doesn't allow for this degree of transparency uh, and scrutiny, which I, I think we should, we probably should have. We, should, we probably need a post-mortem on this. Yeah. Um, can we move to the Apple results? The biggest company in the world had uh, their third quarter results out late last night. So, Joe, the headline numbers are uh, very impressive in terms of their quantum. The, the, the revenue uh, report by Apple over the last quarter uh, alone uh, is about $82 uh, billion. Uh, when you dig into that, it's not um, as glowing. Uh, so sales of things that we know Apple well for, for uh, iPads, uh, iPhones, effectively are topping out. And it's made up the uh, the, the incremental growth in revenues through, uh, through, through its uh, services uh, division, which is subscriptions to uh, to the the Apple platform, uh, so uh, uh, in terms of the quantum, a big number. I suspect that the market will be uh, disappointed. Apple's had a very good run uh, this year, up some fifty percent, uh, and in in the last couple of days, technology uh, stocks are coming under pressure. 
not least because uh, bond yields are rising, uh, and that makes these companies relatively more uh, more expensive. Yeah, Apple iPad sales were down 20%. Now, that is a huge dip downwards. The iPhone, which is, of course, the backbone of the company, uh, sales were down 2%. But as you say, the services, stuff like um, uh, Apple TV, that has kind of made up the, for the shortfall. I, I see that Apple's share price in the grey market overnight is down 2%. But as you also said, uh, they were way overvalued to a certain extent. Anyway, Mike, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy Paris or um, Cork or Dublin, wherever you are at any one time of the day. Um, that's Michael O'Sullivan, the founder of Unio Asset Managers, Wealth Managers, and the author of the book, The Leveling. Back in- News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.